This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to... She podcasts episode 274. I cannot believe we're almost up to 275 episodes. How is that even possible? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. When we hit 300, we're, I mean, we'll just keep going, obviously, but that would be quite an accomplishment. That would be. I don't know what episode 300 would be like. How many like, episodes do you have of Elsie's Yoga Kula? Oh, I just hit 100. That's it? Yeah. I think I have like 150 of Lady Business Radio. This will be the longest and most. Yeah, I mean that's kind of an accomplishment to be able it to It is very much an accomplishment. We did yeah, it through Yeah, the feed is is getting to 171. Yeah. But that's because we're bi-monthly. But we've been, you know, doing it bi-monthly now since 2013. So it's a year older than this podcast. So wait, bi-monthly is every sounds like every other month, but you mean what's well, bi-weekly? Bi- no, bi. Wait, let me I have bi- to look week- it up. Bi-weekly. Two times a month. I hate it. I know. I, I think, but you're Two right. Two times a month. Bi-monthly is occurring twice a month. So you were right. Oh, okay, great. It can it can also be every two months. So it means both. Fuck. Well, that's not helpful. Um, hi, I'm <laughs> Jessica Kupferman. With me as always, my co-host, Elsie Escobar, and our very smart and handsome producer, John Jamingo. <laughs> Anyone want to say hi? Y'all are just not going to say hey. anything. Hey. I know. Sorry. Hi. Here we are. There we go. There are people listening, <laughs> I too. I totally forgot. Well, we were talking before the intros, so. True. That's amazing, though. I mean, talking about how much we've been doing this, that, that I mean, that really takes a long time. I mean, think about that, Jessica Kufferman. We've been talking to each other all, I mean, we have Every our week day, our, for four or five yeah. years. Five years. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. We've had times when we haven't. But no, not, not a enough lot. to, not a lot, but I mean, when you gave birth and there's been a couple of times when we've, you know, during the holiday That's season, true. like towards the end of the year, we don't record for like a month. We still talk, just not, not recorded. But, right. We still text so, even when we're not talking. So even that in and of itself is a miracle. That is a miracle. That's I don't even think I ever had a boyfriend that long. <laughs> Much less a friend. <laughs> I mean, Scott. But he he's right. he's bound by law now, right? <laughs> he's no choice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because I see him making assigning me to dos in base camp for our membership launch. Oh, good. So they just keep flying that. by. Like Scott assigned you this, and there's a part of me that wants to rebel because he's my husband. Right. <laughs> and then there's another Dude. part of me that's like, oh, that's so cool. He's sending me to do. Like it's it's both happy and stop that at the same time. But weird. that's I think with everything because because yeah, uh, I'm ordering. I mean, the more that I've been working, like the more grown up we get, I'm, should I say like the more grown up, like, so the more like complexity we add to functionality or work, and I'm not just talking she podcast, the more you have to collaborate with other people and be able to delegate, be able to communicate. Like, how do you do that? In which ways do you communicate the best? Like, what are the things people are using? And so for Lipson. We now have another team member. I don't think that – I think I told you this. So we have a new team member at Libsyn 
Uh, her name is Callie, and she is working with Sarah and I, which are primarily like doing all the marketing stuff. And so Callie is a, like, she's, she's there. Like right now we're kind of molding what she gets to do, but she's been really great in terms of supporting us do the things that we can't do at that time. Like today, I was like, I have to finish editing the feed. I really don't have any extra time. I need four social media posts. These are the things that I need. Boom. And I just sent it off to her and she sends me back a like a like a spreadsheet of her ideas and then I just comment and tell her yes yes no no yes go do it oh that's so and efficient so great love that but the thing that I was telling you about is that now Monday we're using Monday now we were using first base camp then we used notion then we added Asana and now we've broken up with everything but Notion. Notion is still there for like reference material. Barely there. No, no, no. For I'm talking for Lipson and and for oh, myself oh, oh. and for She Podcast. Like I use Notion for all of for reference material. Mm-hmm. But now we've all moved everything to Monday. Okay. And I'm still working on Monday. Is one of the hard. I, you know, I'm having a hard time with Monday. Basecamp I get. Asana I can get. Notion I get, and it's so complex. Monday, I'm having a hard time with. I thought we were talking about the day of the week. I was going to say Monday no, sucks. It's a new- really? <laughs> Did you test Monday? Oh, you're like, oh, you're talking about the day of the week. Now we're like in a different- I thought you were talking about the day of the week. I mean, I've never tested Monday.com, which is probably a good way to like differentiate. Right. That's what we're using. So yeah, that's what I'm referencing. Monday. I've never tested Monday.com. If you're not into it, then I will not test it because it does yeah, look don't. nice and clean. But I'm liking Basecamp anyway. Like I, you like, I want you to use, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, listen, Callie had used Monday before and we needed somebody to wrangle us. Right. And to make sure she that we stayed on point. And, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you figure it out. I will follow and do that because I have my own way of working anyway. So I'd rather have a a depository, somebody who's managing all of that. That way I can come in and then see things that are assigned and follow along and communicate, but it's not intruding in anything else. You know, she's that's what her job is. Like, that's what she's supposed to be doing. It looks like Monday.com is mostly focused on collaboration because they have really good ways of being like, you know, when this is done, send this to this or when this is. Yes. Yeah. It integrates with Slack. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm still sticking with what we have right don't now. Don't change it, Jess. Don't if I change it again, Nelsie will probably no. never talk to me again. I don't have don't. one client that does things the same way. I get really? texts. Really? What are the different I, ones, though? I'd be very interested so I, to know. Well, I get texts, and then okay. I get uh, Facebook messaging. I hate that. And then what I get else? one that goes email. And then okay. I have a Slack group for, you know, for anybody that has a show with me, I give them a Slack group. You know, okay. Slack room, so it's private. Channel, so they can, yeah, yeah. And some people use that. Some people send me stuff via uh, Evernote, and then some people try with Asana, and then Monday. And I could, I'll be honest with you, it's like I can the communication stuff. But when we start getting into Monday and Asana and everything like that, I'm just like, I'm going to send it to you, and then you check it off. So those aren't your favorite. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm use? saying. Like, I think that I, I agree with that. Yeah, I can't get into – I mean, I can't have Asana up for this client and then Monday and then I did something on Monday and I screwed up a whole thing. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I know. That's how." And then when you guys went into Notion, I was like, I'm not even touching it. I'm reading it. 
Well, I'm not touching Yeah, I know. It. See, that I think that that's good. As long as you can read it, it's fine. And I, I, I do feel that there's something to be said about somebody who is managing the place. So like with Callie and Sarah, Sarah set up like all kinds of really interesting workflows and things like that. And Callie is generally the one that's going to be in there keeping us on track. Like, here's this, like she's just keeping, it's like administrative kind of stuff in terms to keeping people on track. And so then I can say to her, can you add this to Monday? Can you hear some more links that need to go into that conference? Here's some more copy. Here's more of this. And then that way, it's like what John was saying. I don't, somebody else's Mac marking it up is done. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Somebody's just keeping it there. And that's primarily for, re- again, reference material. And then we also have a boss, right? So the reason that that really works is because then Lori can come into there because there are these like um, URLs that are that we can share with her. And then she can come in there and essentially see what everybody's doing Who's assigned to what? Sounds good. What, how we're moving forward? Where it's coming? So she can see it, and we can just move from there. Maybe we so. should try it. <gasps> no, because <laughs> I really, honestly, don't really like it. It's one of the I I still don't really quite get it. And Lena says, just wait until you're not in agreement with what is decided. You need to be able to go back and see what was decided. Oi. You know, um, the other thing is, like, Stephanie is saying, like, she has one client who uses Instagram DMs and another who uses WhatsApp. You know, part and of email. being a service provider is, like, you can do behavioral management in that way. Just say, you know, if people want to, you know, DM you in other places, it only takes a few times for you to be like, I need you to send this to me in an email. I'm not going to read this here. I'm not going to pay right. attention to this here. Please send me an email. Send me an email. Send me an email. Or... They can train you to use Monday or they can train you to use WhatsApp or whatever it is. Like, John, you don't have to answer other people on Facebook. You can just say, can you put it in Slack? Oh, God, I tried that. And you, you know did? what happened? After, yeah, I did. And they just You're said, too I nice. And then they, they would do. And I was like, you know, just send me whatever. I'll do it. Whatever. I mean, I've gotten very it's... astute in using my inbox as a to-do list. So using a to-do list is very hard for me. <laughs> I need a to-do list that will match up with my email so that I can just send it on over there. You got, that well, that's Todoist. Todoist. Yeah, Todoist. Yeah, Todoist. I love Todoist. I, yeah. I tried to, to use um, things and I had to go back because I hated things. I like Todoist so much. And I Todoist love all the colors. Yeah. It's so simple and it's like the light. Yeah. And boom, it's finished. And it's anyway. everywhere. It's on your desktop. It's in your yep. Chrome browser. Anyway, yeah. We we're, have to do a, a good. We out have here. to do a show just on to. Actually, that would be great content for our upcoming special thing we're doing. Yes, it would. So, T- tech tools would be an amazing geek conversation. On, on yes, in there. Yes. Okay, but we have other things to do, yes. including the news. I scooped Elsie. First of all, that's news in and of itself. Do you want to play our news jingle? I guess the news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. All right. So before we begin with the scoop that Jess had, because that's like, you guys need to like mark that. Never happens. It's never happened. Um, We're just going to follow up on some comments um, from the the Podcast Academy. We talked about it in the last episode, right? And then everybody's like... What, you know, John's asking me questions. Jessica's asking me questions. I'm saying, go look at the thing on the website. Um, and then we decided, we talked about the whole 
application process and then the letters that you of a letters of yeah. recommendation that you were supposed to have. And so now there has been an update, and this is via Rob Greenlee specifically, who is the chairperson for the the site, you know, for Podcast Academy. And he says that there's going to be no more letters of recommendation. You have to just reference Academy member, you know. By the way, we're both members now, right, Jess? Yes. We are. So we are members of the Podcast Academy. Um don't know a member, then you use a name and email of two podcasting industry peers, and then members and peers receive weekly lists, those listing names as a reference is what he said. So, but there's also going to be an upcoming, another upcoming webinar where they're going to discuss the new sign-up process. So keep an eye out on that. And if you want to get these upcoming webinars and stuff, sign up for the email list, which you can find at thepodcastacademy.com. And there's also going to be a Q&A, sort of like an FAQ section added to the website so that people can not ask the same questions over and over again. So do you think that, or did you hear that they decided not to have any more letters of recommendation because it was becoming a little bit incestuous or is it because they don't want to read them all or is it because for the initial members and the initial parts of the community, they just needed to see who was out there. And now like if any random person from she podcasts, I guess what I'm asking is like how sorority and fraternity like, is it like, what are they looking for? Are they looking for people who know other people? Can you just name two names or does it have to be like people who can vouch for you? Like if I was a new po- if I was a new podcaster, like my like my friend from camp, let's use Holly, mm-hmm. who's a, who's you know a brand new friend. I mean, she's a brand new podcaster, and she's been a very old friend. She could use my name easily if she wanted mm-hmm. to be part of the membership, but she just has. I mean, her podcast will launch like in a week, right? So Rob addresses this, and I'm going to put a link to the feed episode so that you can hear what he had to say on the feed about all of this stuff. And part of it is that. The issue that it it's became it became very unwieldy in the admin side of things. I can imagine to be able to process all the stuff because everything is manually being processed right now. Of course, so How else could that it be? became an issue, and it so it literally wasn't necessarily about the in, being incestuous. Is that there was no no possible admin, way to a, appropriate admin right. for the amount of work that you were trying to go through. It's kind of like yeah, yeah, you can't, but you don't know that until you do it, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, like, there's some admin stuff that happens that you're like, oh, I didn't know there was going to be this much work involved. <laughs> yeah. You know? And also, did, can I tell you the the mistake that I made? Did I tell you this already? Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. So, <laughs> so I um, applied, and you're supposed to attach your letters of recommendation in there. And what I did is I attached the letters of recommendation I wrote for other people instead of the letters of recommendation to me by mistake. So then she emails me back and she's like, um, excuse me, you're supposed to put in the letter of recommendation for you, not from you to other people. And I was like, well, I know that. I just made a mistake. I put the wrong one in there. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that was not good. So, yeah, I think that's what it is, Jess. Um, admin sucked. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's I'm, I'm sure they were overwhelming. I'm sure it was mm-hmm. like 200 people at the very least the first day, or I don't know how many people. But you have to read two letters of recommendation. They they brought them on themselves. I mean, yeah. you can't sell T-shirts without trying to figure out who's going to ship them. You exactly. have to do that first. That's first. Yeah, 
But also, you know, I have to say that the only way to find out some of these things is by doing it, by making a decision and doing it, and then realizing how hard it is. Because do you remember, I mean, we launched, remember that directory that that you launched way back in the day? Yes. That first directory? Yes. And then we were like, well, we're just going to do this. And then we (laughs) launched the directory, and then it was a nightmare. Wasn't it a nightmare because we wouldn't let them update their own profile, though? That was a mistake. No, it's not that we wouldn't let them. It's that we couldn't let them. Right. Because the plugin didn't work. Right. And then all of a sudden, it was like, my artwork is the wrong one from whoever. I just changed the name of my podcast. What if I have two podcasts and not? And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't realize it was going to be like work, so much work to be helping people do their own stuff. I never realized how, you know, that's one thing. It's like, it's also the same as having children. You just never, you cannot possibly anticipate how much work anything is going to be. No. And you really yeah, can't. And you, you can't. And then there, but then we, but then you learn. Do you see how we've also learned how when we have a good idea and we're like, oh my God, let's do that. And then we go, wait a minute. Who wants do to do this? work that's going to be? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> do we actually want to do it or is it just fun to talk about yeah exactly. like a network for example we've talked about network on and off for years and every yeah. time we do we're just like but who's going to do it right it's it just uh, takes a lot of ad- it takes a lot of admin stuff and that's why so anyway i think something that rob mentioned over and over again and you know there's a part of me that i understands why because hernan really wanted to mirror the podcast academy after the academy awards and all of the existing institutions over in the west coast for entertainment and they have established ways of doing things which include letters of recommendation by their peers or whatever right so he just said like oh that sounds like a good idea let's do that for podcasters and so it was it's like yes it's a good idea it's from that culture, and I feel that there was a misstep there in being able to impart the culture plus education to podcasters in general because most podcasters don't do this. Right. They don't – right? I mean, what? So it became a little like, what? What does that even mean? So anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the update. But now, have we covered that enough or shall we? I think um, we are all set. Let's keep going. Okay. And now the scoop. So if you guys have any questions, just go over there. But anyway, you scooped me on this and I think this is riveting. First of all, that never happens. Just so you guys know, it never, ever, ever happens that I scoop Elsie. She knows everything before me. Three days before, in fact. And then I get mad that she didn't tell me when she found out. (laughs) That's just the way our relationship works. She knows things. She tells no one. And then when I tell her something, she goes, I knew that four days ago. (laughs) What kind of friend are you? (laughs) Anyway, today it's my turn. Yes, it is. Okay. Today, Mueller, she wrote, by day, Allison Gill was a high-level employee at the Department of Veterans Affairs, working on health care for military and veterans. And by night and on weekends, she was secretly recording a podcast that was attracting thousands of listeners on a very sensitive subject for the president for whom she worked special counsel robert Mueller's probe of the 2016 election and the trump's campaigns dealing with russia she took pains to stay anonymous she kept a very strict firewall between the podcast and her day job but now two and a half years later 
Gill, who's also a veteran herself, says she was forced out of her job following an internal VA investigation of the podcast called Mueller, she wrote, during which she was questioned about how she could record a podcast and perform live shows while claiming to have post-traumatic stress disorder. Because that has anything to do with the other. Right. Mind you, wait, before you continue, because this is riveting, you guys, all of that, what Jess has been reading is a quote directly from Politico.com. So it's a quote from an article that's going to be linked in the show notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to quote it much more except to say, you know, now that she is on the Trump administration's like watch list because she did a podcast on the side and having nothing to do with her job, which is the Department of Veteran Affairs. Now, a long time ago, we talked about a teacher who at one point, I don't know if it was currently while he was doing his job, but he was a high school teacher and his podcast was poised as a comedy podcast, but what really was about weird sexual fetishes. Let's be honest. It was like mayonnaise in your toes and weird shit like that. I don't even remember. I just made that up. But it was something weird every week, toenail clippings and like just weird shit. And he got fired from his job for doing the show. And it was kind of controversial because should you be fired for something you're doing that has nothing to do with your job? But, you know, in the age of social media, you kind of everything you do is sort of part of your you can't not be criticized for stuff you do on and off mic. Right. So for her, differently from the teacher, both things have to do with her job because she was actually she was doing a secret podcast. But with information she got from her job she was stealing information about her job no, 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 no? no. she the, the the way that this is laid out is obviously the show is called Mueller she wrote Mueller, right? right so the show began when the Mueller report was a thing like when it was happening that's when it began so it began in 2016 ish right that's when it began and then it kind of like grew from that so it wasn't just her i think she had a co-host or maybe even three co-hosts very in-depth reporting on the news so this was not information that she was getting from her job. This is all information she was getting from her brain and from the analysis that they were doing. It's kind of like the way that we are reporting right now. There are a lot of things that we talk about about podcasting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about the Podcast Academy and all of that kind of stuff that, yes, I work for a podcasting company. I'm talking here, but the majority of the things that I'm telling you, there are some things that are coming directly from the company, when I say like, you know, Libsyn has just opened up this thing or whatever. But most of the things that I'm telling you, it's my brain. This article says she introduced herself on the show as AG, explaining that because of the Hatch Act, because of my work with the federal government, I'm not allowed to associate myself or my title with any political discussion. So she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt mm. she could not do it. And so because of that, yeah, I sort of feel like she should have been fired. She knowingly went against the law. It's tough, right? Because the president is such a putz. (laughs) So, like, you don't want to use his laws as laws because you're like, well, he's a putz, though, and I feel like someone should know. And that is unto itself an altruistic act. Yeah. I mean, but see, here's the thing, though. This is where it says the episode raises thorny questions about where the government, the episode, when does it say the episode? Oh, it says the episode as in like this thing that's happened, not an episode as in like in the podcast. Right, right. The situation. This episode that has just happened with this woman. Right, yeah. It's confusing. Raises the thorny questions about where the government can draw the line on an employee's free speech, even as it lends ballast to... President Donald Trump's claims 
that a deep state is working to undermine his administration from within. But here's the which thing. I don't think is the case. I mean, well, here's the thing. You can't draw the line at someone's free speech, but you can fire them. And that can right. be the cause. You, She can still say, no one arrested her for what she said. You're just not going to work here. That's fully right. in the law, right? But I'm saying, like, if she, she has not had her rights infringed upon because she was fired. If her rights were infringed upon, she would have been shot or kidnapped or buried or silenced mm-hmm. or bribed. I don't know. All of that is silencing her. They just said, okay, you're going to do this podcast. You're, you're done. You're, you don't work here anymore. She can work anywhere else, right? So technically she's right. not, you know, her free speech has not been violated, right? Right. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's this is really deeply, it's very, it's very deeply complicated. That's all I have to it say. It is, it is. But I do, I do realize the issue with the fact that she was working for veteran affairs. I understand where that is a problem. The fact that she had access to fascinating information about an administration that very few people trust is a unique situation. That's a very unique situation because if there were another president and you believe in that president and you want to support them, you don't do things like this. But the fact is, she did because he was being investigated for something that most people believe he did, whether they care or not. Most people believe, I think, that there was something going on there, at least with meetings and whether they were or weren't supposed to happen. And so maybe in her heart of hearts, you know, she is a government employee and a military veteran. She maybe or probably she feels as if it's her American duty to do the podcast and right. report on the things that she knows that other people don't know. And I have a hard time disagreeing with that. Back when I worked for Otis Elevator, I called them the evil empire. I hated them. I hated working for them. I hated them. And if I was ever going to do a podcast about elevators, I would use them as, you know, everything that was wrong with the elevator. As everything that was wrong with the elevator business. Okay. But the thing about it is Otis Elevator still signs my paychecks. Right. And if they found out that they, I was talking about them in a not so happy term, that they would have the right to fire me. And, yeah. I would, and it's just the fact that she knew, show, right? she knew, she knew that that's why she used a, a different name. Well, we would love to hear what your opinion is on this situation, whether or not you think she should be fired, whether or not you think her show was ethical. I am under the, my first instinct for me is to say that it's unethical, but then because he's being investigated for something unethical, it's, I, ba- I have to bounce back and say, well, she probably still, you can, I mean, maybe you can do something about it without having to. As my daughter would say, put him on blast and have a podcast. <laughs> I would love it if our leaders, when I say our representatives in Congress, would actually take – because this is – social media has been around for like a minute. Mm-hmm. And if they could go in and give it where – you lay it out, where you can say, you know, is it protected where they can't go after your livelihood? It's not. It's public property. Whatever we put on the internet does not even belong to us. Hmm. There's not even like whatever you put on Facebook, we sign a contract saying it belongs to them. I mean, podcasts are different because we own our intellectual property unless we work for a company, in which case that's undecided. You know, like if you work for NPR and you do a show, it's their show, not yours, probably, even though it's your voice. Because of that, it's public. You should have the right to fire someone if you don't like their public persona. Yeah, I, I also think there should be some kind of protection 
And again, not even just from your employer, just from, you know, the different mobs that come for people from time to time. Yeah. I think you should be able to sue for damages when the mob think, comes Elsie? for you. You're being very quiet. This is, I'm just trying to think this out because I was reading that article and there's just, it's this, so I think that this is beyond, the complexity of this issue is beyond what the first, you know, when we talked about the teacher, it was a little bit more clear mm-hmm. where I, I don't think any of us went, this guy was a little creepy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was like, I don't know if I want this guy teaching my kids. Like it was like that kind of a thing. Yeah. Whereas I've, I've listened to Mueller, she wrote, and it's a really smart podcast. It's fun. It's well-researched. It's long. It's really popular. Like I saw the download numbers climb. They used to be with Lipson. They, once they hit a certain level of like download numbers, they actually moved. I think they went to megaphone or something like that. Um, they've been making, I believe they've been making some money with sponsorship with that. They also have a Patreon that's really healthy. They have a super healthy Patreon. So they've got a lot of people that are really involved into Mueller Shiro. I had no idea about anything behind the scenes with AG like at all, like zero. And so when I think about the excellent conversation that you see here and then what happened at her job and all the government stuff, meaning when you're a government employee, she even mentions that it's really hard to get fired, like it's almost impossible to fire a government employee. And they found a way to do that with her. Yeah, yeah. It's just they were doing some funky things, like they moved her job from California to Washington, D.C. to kind of make her feel like, she to be I guess, to quit, yeah. I guess, you know. And then instead of moving, she took a, uh, a leave, leave for right? 12 weeks or whatever. Yeah, and so when she took that paid leave, that's when they threw at her because she said the PTSD of going to work was too strong. Could you imagine? Because they started looking into her account as soon as um, the president was elected. A month into the president's election is when her they started to do background whatever happening to her. And so then at the end of it, like towards the end, could you imagine going to work? I don't think no. that I'd like that. It would be so traumatic. So then she, that's why she said it was PTSD going to work. And so the the work was like, how could you be doing this podcast if it's PTSD? And it's like, listen. Because it's from you. Do you know this is therapy? Yeah. <laughs> this is therapy for us. Yeah. This is how we be, that this is how we stay alive. Yeah. By podcasting. I'm trying to think of another example. Like where we could put another person in in place of the president and say whether or not it was an ethical thing, like like John F. Kennedy. Let's say this was the Kennedy administration. Would we throw the book at her because she went behind his back and did a podcast? Well, what if she was doing a podcast about Marilyn Monroe and yeah, her, his that's a good example. The both that's brothers. That's a good example. I was looking for any other know. example besides Hitler, and so I'm glad I came up with JFK, like someone who's yeah, yeah. loved. Yeah, no, no, it's true. Like, you don't know, like, who's going to – and the thing is, it's like the background – you know, the research was coming – and the thing is, when, in terms of the Hatch Act, it's not necessarily about – like, it's very specific. So there were some very specific things that they could not do as Mueller she wrote, which was – they couldn't, I think, align themselves with a political party specifically, and they couldn't also share donations or raise money for the political parties. So they were very neutral in that respect, but their opinions were very smart and they were very more on the left. So 
they really called things as they saw them uh, in terms of what was happening or has been happening with the behavior in government and the things that were happening in the law and the cases and all this stuff. So there's that, but I don't think that she particularly violated it by the letter of the law. Right. Well, she was critical of the administration now. Right. If she wrote, if Mueller, she wrote, was all about how none of that stuff has any merit and the Mueller report is just a bunch of right. It might have been different. Yeah, they wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have fired her because she's not talking about the her employer in a unkind. They wouldn't have went after her. Right. But since she's right. critical of the administration that she works for, or critical of your boss, like if Elsie decided to go on a podcast and talk about Lipson in a in a critical way, how long do you think Elsie would last at Lipson? Yeah. I mean, you just it's not something you do. Right. And like you said, she knew because she tried to use she tried to keep it a secret as long as she could. Right. And then as soon as it got out, well, then it's you just start get a box, go to your desk, start putting your things in because, you know, it's coming. Right. Yeah. It stinks. Crazy. I understand. But unfortunately. Also, I also don't think this is going to be the last time. For her? I, I have a feeling more of this. This is going to continue to happen. There's going to be times when maybe not to this, just meaning not every government employee is going to get a podcast, or maybe they already have it and we don't even know because Mueller, she wrote, got, it's incredibly popular. So there's that aspect of it. But I do feel that not only just with podcasting, but also with your social media imprint, there's going to be more and more times when what you have online really matters. Like, I mean, going back to just hiring Callie to come onto the Libsyn team, we interviewed a few a few people, right? And part of the process is looking at their Instagram feed. It's looking at their Twitter feed. It's looking at their LinkedIn feed and looking at what they're posting. And there is something that you have to kind of look in there and go like, okay, that's who's going to be coming part of our team. You kind of get a sense. You get an imprint of who these people are. And it's not necessarily that you're like, oh, that person is bad or that person is bad. But you're looking at a holistic view of the person Mm -hmm. that you didn't have before. So to me, it's like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine? I cannot imagine being in my 20s if Instagram was a thing, what that would have looked like. Like, I, can't, I don't even know. I, have, I honestly am so thankful that I was not in my 20s and Instagram did not exist. There are so many people that I know <laughs> that are podcasters that have different social media accounts and their name is not on it. And right. then when they friend somebody or in someone else's podcast, they use the real the real name of the person. The color runs out of his face and he immediately runs and says, get that out of there. Don't put my real name in there. Get it out of there. Yeah. Please yeah. get it out of there. You can't use my real name. So they have a different name on Facebook. And then if you look at their real Facebook account, it's just family stuff. And they don't. you wouldn't even know that they voted. You wouldn't have any idea. It's the, right. So what I'm saying is if you're going to be a podcaster – you really have to almost change your completely. I'm trying to think. There's a person, I'm not going to say his name, but there's a person that I don't even know his name. And I've known him for eight years who's in podcasting. I have no idea what his real name is. He's been <laughs> podcasting for a real long time. And yeah, yeah. You, you just don't know who he is. And smartest guy in the world. Smartest guy right. in the world. Because you don't have no idea who he is in real, real life. And they can't come after you. Now, if they see you, that's a different story. But- up till then, there's no way that they would know until somebody outs you. As soon as somebody yeah. sees you and they don't like your position, the first thing they do is they run a tattle and then it's over. That's it. Yeah. 
Anyway, anyway, we'd love to we hear what you guys look at, think. Like we have a post in there. Who wrote what they wrote? Because it says Facebook user here. John, can you or Jess? Can you fix Jenny Water? Okay, Jen. So she says if it can't be partisan and they can't use their authority as a public employee while engaging in political activity. So your personal can be whatever, but you can't use and your position to be partisan. She, so Jane can post whatever, but Jane, veterans, a fair employee, cannot. But what does that mean? How do you separate that? How do you separate that? That like that's what's so hard because she was calling herself a G. That she never mentioned her name. She never mentioned that she where she actually worked. But it kind of came out at some point, you know. And it's great in theory. It's great in theory. I have a feeling that this is going to be a thing. If like in the future, when you're being hired, there's going to be a contract that you sign. And then you're going to have to say, these are the places that you can post these things online. This is the company culture. You cannot do these things. And you cannot start a podcast. I mean, it could be. And then you either say yes or no. I don't know. I mean, I actually don't know. I don't know how I would feel if somebody said you can't. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel. Feel about I don't know that. if you guys watch the Orville, but it's sort of a Star Trek, a Star Trek like parody, but it was an actual yeah. show. And they visited a planet. You know, they were like they're just like Star Trek kind of people. They visited a planet, an Earth planet that looked a lot like ours. And when they got there, each person had a pin with with a digital number and thumbs up and thumbs down. And if the thumbs down went over a certain number, they weren't allowed in restaurants. The parents oh wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> and so, and so like he got, and, and you could, you could buy ID tags that weren't like you could buy different ones. So in other words, like because they were not from this planet, they had to buy undercover tags and they were like, how many, how many check, how many thumbs ups do you want? You can get a hundred thousand. You can get two hundred thousand. Kind of like getting your buying your own downloads, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, so then one of the guys was accidentally caught. I think he fell over. Or something happened. Maybe he got in a fight near a statue. And the statue fell down, and his thumbs down started to soar out of control. He was in a restaurant trying to get a glass of water, and she she started looking at him. She goes. I can't serve you. You have to go. You have to get out of here. Run, run, right? Like he had to start running because. Because of the cancel culture thing, because they just like everyone started hating him. And I don't know where, but somehow people could press it on his chest. Like they could walk by and press the no, or they could go online and <gasps> vote for all like for or against him. It was horrifying. It was so oh horrifying. I'm telling you. This is how it was. He, they were going in to get this, the drink. I forgot you watched that. Yeah. yeah. They were going in to get the drink. And he stood at the statue and looked at the statue and then made a snarky comment to someone. The other person was videoing it. They put yes, the video on up phone. on social media, their right. social media, and they started downloading. From the time he made the statement till he got in to get his drink, he couldn't get a drink. They downloaded it. was like wow. less than 30 seconds, and he was already downvoted to the point of police activity. Oh, my gosh. Can you That's imagine? crazy. But can you imagine a world, and we kind of live in this world, where somebody could see something and assume it's something else, and then your whole life is basically over because publicly you're in exile. You've been exiled. So yes, it may be that social media may be a way that we can or can't get jobs, but there is some element to that that we have no control over. I mean, yeah, if you're a drunk, you can tell. In somebody's social media, they you know post stupid things and always have a drink in their hand. They always look red or you see them throw it, whatever. But <laughs> on some level, we have control of that. And on some level, we don't. 
no one is perfect. So therefore, you have something imperfect in your past. You have done something against the law in your past, inadvertent or not. And how do you prevent that from coming to light and having everyone else say, you don't deserve this because 20 years ago, you said the N-word while singing along with NWA. On video. On video. Even if it wasn't well, on this video. This is what I'm saying. My, That's my, why I'm saying to you that I'm so happy that in my 20s, not that I was yes. doing crazy stuff in my 20s, but I I mean crazy stuff to, no, the, to the LC level, okay, which is like about this yes. big. But in my anal retentiveness of not even changing seats when your BFF tells you, can you please change seats and sit next to me? And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to sit on this seat because this is the assigned seat that I have because that's how follower of the rules I am. To know that there's a possibility of me having at some point in time in my 20s done something stupid because we all do something stupid. I mean, I have moments. If I would have had a camera at that moment, I would have posted it. I know I would have because that's stupid. That would have been that stupid. I got a lot of beads in New Orleans, so I don't know how many pictures of my <laughs> boobs are out there, but probably more than one or two. Well, my last yeah. video would be on Faces of Death, where I was killed on of doing something stupid on a motorcycle or jumping off of jumping out of a tree into a pool or something. I mean, it doesn't I mean, mean I can't get canceled now. I mean, if people really wanted to look and find that, they could, I guess. But that's what I'm saying. It's like there's all of that stuff before. And it's also good. It's both sides, right? Because in the way that it can be used for the powers of evil, where you can do all the things that are horrible to somebody and you're like, I just was trying to, you know, and it was bad. It's true. It'll keep you can you also do the opposite, yeah. where there's a keep... sense where you're just like, oh, this well, will ruin your a, life. It's a, it's a good thing we found yeah. that, right? In fairness, when you have a teenager who is prone to putting bad things on the internet or say or going off on people like when you say the words to them this could ruin your life like they don't believe you they don't care they have no concept of the rest of their lives all they know is this person pissed them off and therefore they need to have every colorful word thrown at them it's very hard to control children who it's a warrior mentality yes they're a warrior it is yeah you have sometimes you have warriors so, all right. So, anyway. anyway, we'd love to hear what you think about that. Please send us feedback over to feedback at shepodcast.com. It would be awesome if you sent your voice feedback, all you people. You record it on your phone. Yay. I mean, come on. It's super easy. Send it over. We'll play it on the show. It's not Yes. Feedback at shepodcast.com. And before we get into the next news piece, I just want to talk to you for a second about Memberful, our sponsor for today's episode. Um, yep. They are a really cool product go to shepodcast.com forward slash memberful basically it's a way to sell memberships to your audience used by some of the biggest creators on the web you can build a sustainable recurring revenue by selling access to a members only podcast and maybe this could just be like a you know like a fraction of interviews where you have to edit or cut short it could be your bloopers or something but they can just you know charge a little money you get a little extra money it works with your existing podcast hosting you don't have to change anything go to shepodcast.com forward slash memberful and it has everything you need to run a great program custom branding gift certificates apple pay free trials and tons more everybody go over to shepodcast.com slash memberful and then tweet at them and tell them how much you love them because of our campaign for them that said you all need to start thinking about this seriously particularly if you want to make money podcasting because sponsorship as a whole in the total industry is taking a hit and don't think that it's going to get any better. Maybe there are some shows that are going to get better at getting sponsors and whatnot, but if you are 100% 
thinking that you're going to be making your money via sponsorship on your show, you need to make adjustments. And partnering with somebody like Memberful is probably one of your best choices. So, all right, moving on. All right. (sighs) Well, so I put this in here because I think that this is kind of huge, dude. There's people that are, you know, there's a lot of companies that are stopping advertising on social media. And even though Starbucks is also half canceled, like there's like Starbucks is problematic at this point in time with a lot of the choices that they have made. But Mm -hmm. that said, as of the end of June, they said that they are withdrawing from advertising on Facebook. And I believe that the amount of money that they spend is something insane, like 90 something million dollars a year Mm -hmm. on advertising for Facebook. So that lands. I have to say, when you start to get big advertisers like this pulling out, this is from an article from The Verge. Starbucks said that, quote, we will pause advertising on all social media platforms while we continue discussions internally with our media partners and with civil rights organizations in an effort to stop the spread of hate speech, unquote. I think that this is huge because they're just pausing millions of dollars on social media advertising. Millions of dollars. Huge. It is huge. That is going to impact social media. Again, talking about what we were just talking about, Memberful here, these are platforms that are essentially making the majority of their money on advertising. I mean, what is the other way that Facebook is making money? What? Is there something else that they're making money? <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading. I, I went on to the article. I started reading yeah. that Coca-Cola is pausing all digital advertising. Yeah. Dia which is, I guess, a, an international beverage company. I have no idea what they do. Those are big, big, yeah. big clients. They say it's $7 billion that Facebook is going to lose in advertising in the quarter. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? $7 billion with a B. Well, I know. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't care. Like, to me, this is great because Facebook is going to have to really look at their behavior. If they really want to stand up for what they're doing already, like if they want to continue doing what they're already doing and not address it, then they'll figure it out, right? They'll continue doing whatever they want to do and, you know, say good riddance people will make money else in another way. But if they, if they're, if this is really hitting them and all of a sudden they lose, like, and I guess even his, um, what's his name? Zuckerberg. I guess yeah. he's dropped from the top 10. Uh, most, Ouch. Something insane like that. Like his, he's dropped from the billionaires. Like he's totally dropped down. How because he drop? of this. Because he's, he owns stock. Their stock price went, their oh, stock their price stock. took a big yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And his, most of his wealth is, is attached to the stock price. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. Anyway. Yeah, that's pretty exciting stuff. But I mean, in fairness, digital advertising sucks. It sucks for us, the reader. It sucks because it's so easily, like, breezed over. Like, I got to tell you. When is it effective? I would pay a certain amount of money a month just not have advertising in my social media. In any of it? You know, I like it. How much, though? No, wait a minute. I like I, it. I don't mind it, but I don't want it on my phone anymore because it blocks my view constantly. Uh, I can't deal with like browser takeovers and screen takeovers. Like I would pay extra for that. I mean, I don't mind it on my browser. You're right. I mean, I don't love it, but I don't mind like Facebook advertising. I I find all kinds of cool shit on Facebook that I shouldn't have that doesn't belong in my pocket. 
I like Facebook advertising. I also like Instagram advertising. I don't don't mind it either. Pop-ups on web browsers, like all of that other crap. I can't stand it because I can never read what I'm supposed to be reading. But when it comes to Facebook and Instagram, and actually Patrick asked a really cool question that I'm going to be answering in the Q&A. And if anybody wants access to all those Q&As, you have to join the Super Squad for $5 a month. As of now, it's going to go up here soon. That said, though... The reason that I don't see any of that when I'm on Facebook is because I have a block on a lot of the feeds on my computer. But when I go on my iOS, when I go on my iPad to read Facebook, most of the time I'm not paying attention to what people are saying. I'm constantly going like, ooh, look at this store. It's like, I look at the pretty dress. I like this. I'm always sending Jessica like fun things that I find because I like it. I like browsing at stuff. I don't buy it. But I like to have it there. And I have a lot of things saved and I learn about products that way. They are directly to me and I appreciate that. So I don't know what to say. I think for me, it's more about the video. Like you're watching a video and all of a sudden they they crowbar. They say it's advertising is starting. that's a different – That's that's what I despise. That's what I want to get rid of. I don't care about the scrolling. You're right because I do find stuff in there. I was like, ooh, look at that. And then you click on. So, yeah, I do like that. I just don't like it when they interrupt my – I'm watching a 30-second video. Now i got to watch a 15-second commercial. Oh, my God. That sucks so much. And see, you know, Lena brings a good point. She says that um, soda companies have lost a lot of money since the pandemic started and it's going to – maybe it has more to do than that than anything else in terms of like pulling advertising back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, yeah, we don't know. We don't like straight, Starbucks came up, came straight up said, it's because of this. This is why we're doing it. They didn't say it's because of the pandemic. They said, we're trying to stop hate speech, essentially. So I can get that. And then maybe there's a lot of companies that are like, like with the advertising that's happening with podcasting. A lot of companies are stepping away from advertising on podcasts at this moment because they are every all of their marketing is moving back and they're really focusing on the things that are really converting right now, I guess, you know, moving forward. Mind you, not all companies are pulling back and some companies, and I think we talked about this, Jess, on the show, some p- companies are pulling back because it's too much, like things like Thrive Market or, you know, online, like HelloFresh where people really want that now and they can't deliver. It's too much. So they don't need any advertising. Like, (laughs) they're already getting enough business. They need to deliver what they have in the products. And so they're pulling back from advertising because they don't want any more clients. I learned that Coca-Cola, if Coca-Cola and Pepsi, I learned this in college, if they both stopped advertising, they would save billions and billions of dollars but because pepsi advertises for a dollar coke has to advertise for a dollar because they're both afraid that they're gonna like lose the lead so coca-cola makes like just dumb yeah so what we're actually paying for when we buy that for a a bottle for a dollar is advertising because it probably costs them 25 cents to make it they could double their cost with for 50 cents but because they have to advertise we're just screwed doesn't that suck that yeah that's capitalism so for you, I suppose. I think so, too. Sucks. So, um, but now moving on to another little bit of news from podcasting. PRX and Google announce a new year of training, funding, and community for podcasters via the Google Podcast Creator Program. So there's going to be also a link to an article from Medium that has is coming out here where 
there's this, uh, this is the, the Google podcast creator pro- program, which is different than the sound up bootcamp that Spotify does that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. So this is a program that will serve producers with, ex- with an existing podcast. Okay, who want to advance their skills and take their production to the next level. And so uh, BIPOC podcasters and creators, well, traditionally marginalized groups are encouraged to apply. Um, so in case you don't know what BIPOC is, it is Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. So um, free, yeah, so that's free for everybody who wants to apply for these things. And it's going to be all virtual. PRX are on, alongside um Google Podcast Creator Podcast Alumni. Hmm, neat. So if you guys want to, and it says up to $12,000 in funding for use as they see fit. That's pretty awesome. For their productions. Very cool. Um, there's training. There's regular feedback on production. There's equipment and software to help meet independent podcast production needs amidst the challenging circumstances. Because I guess, you know, with a lot of these things, they just would go to, to a, a studio to record, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, applications for creators around the world will open on Wednesday, July 1st, with a deadline of Sunday, August 2nd. So there you Yay. have it, y'all. If anybody's interested in that, uh, you guys can check that out. Right on. So, all right. And then we are going to finish up with some tool tips. All right. Let's do it. Elsie's tool tips. So this was kind of fun. StreamYard can now you can now do StreamYard via mobile iOS. Um, click on the link, the URL, guys, and this is an extra tool tip that I'm going to give you. So click on the URL link inside of the of the Notion uh, table that we have going on in there. And so double one, two. First, I'm going to talk about StreamYard Mm -hmm. and how it's now being supported on iOS because we are using StreamYard right now to do this kind of stuff. So it would be really awesome to be able to go live on StreamYard using my iPad. I might um, use this. I think so because I'm going to try it for my my Q&A. See if I could just put it up. Very nervous. Really? Anyway. But anyway, I would like to try it out. I think that it's an option. And unfortunately, like for if somebody is coming up as a guest, I think it would be great to let them be, send them a link and then they just come in. I almost did it, but I was not set up to have my iPad on. But anyway, we could test it one day and then I just go back. So I think this is really cool. You guys will be a link in the show notes. But the second tip is that this link that you guys, that you and I right now, like Jessica and John might be looking at here, is been created by my local, this is a Mac app called Spark. And it's how I manage my, my mail, my email inside of my computer. So it's a, it's a paid app. I bought Spark and I have it on my phone and I have it on, my computer and I love you the love functionality. Spark? It's super, super neat. It keeps me organized. Everything's really nice. It's a beautiful app. But I just found this functionality. Every single one of your emails inside of the app has a the ability to have a public URL. So this is an actual email that came into my email box. Whoa. I went up into Spark and then I created a public email and then I shared it into our show notes. And then anybody that I decide that I want to show this email publicly to, I can with a link. And as you can see, it has links, it has images, it has all the things. So, and and you can also create a link without having it be public. So it could be a private link or it could be a public link to whoever you share it. I just found this to be super helpful. I've tried Spark before. 
Yeah, I love it. I love Spark, you guys. It's so easy for me to handle stuff. I think I don't stick with it because... There's one major functionality and I can't think, is it, it's not the signature. I think it doesn't track opens or rep, does it track opens and replies and stuff? Does it track no. like, that's the one. Cause when you're in, cause when you're selling for sponsorship and stuff and you send lots of people the emails, like I want to see who's opened it and who's hasn't so that I know who oh. to, I know who to try it for again. Like I already know they saw the email. So I just want to like buzz them again and say, Hey, did you have a chance? Even though I know full well they had a chance. <laughs> Oh, I see. That, well, that's really cool. You know, one of the reasons that I love Spark too. Speaking of Todoist, mm-hmm. it has a little. If you go into the three little dots at the top and in, in Spark, you can immediately send to Todoist. So if like I see an email and I'm like, oh, I got to really deal with this, I can send it to Todoist immediately, and it'll just go over there. And now it's part of there. And then if I need to reference, like there was something that I sent to you, oh, to the support team be, that I, that came out, you know, this weekend. And it came through my email because I had to have the the support team deal with a Twitter DM. I just easily put it I'm like on Monday morning, send this over to the support team. It was so easy because it just showed up. Right, <laughs> like, right, oh, right. It's in my to-do today. Right. Oh, yes. This That's thing. pretty cool. No, I mean, it, it looks yeah, awesome. I like it. Um, and I wish so, I could use it, but it just has – there's functionalities I need that I can't get from it. It's just frustrating. You're too fancy, Jessica. I'm so fancy. It's true. So fancy. I was trying to figure out what the difference was here because I know that you – for a long time now, you can use – you can go into a StreamYard with a, a phone or an iPad. Oh. But now you can run them. So in other words, before oh, you couldn't Oh, that's right. Run yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, well, wait a minute. They've been doing this for a long time. What's the well, – I don't know. What's the big giddy up here? But it's the fact that you can actually run one from a you phone. You can start it. Yeah. Yes. You can, yes. You can start it via StreamYard. I want to test it out. I'm going to see if I can do it for um, my Q&A. And if I set up the iPad, what would happen if I do it on the iPad? You know, because I'm usually not, again, I'm not on Facebook. And it might prove to be easier. I would imagine using the iPad would be really cool because it, the iPad would be the camera. And then I would have my laptop and I could refer back to my notes Mm-hmm. And, you know, go back and forth and stuff like that without me having like keeping switching the notes here and looking over and seeing all that stuff. So who knows? Maybe I'll test it out. Who knows? So are you going to use knows? a microphone in it or would you just use your microphone from your headphones? I'll put the because it works with the iPad. OK. As well. So I can just because I yeah, I already tested it with this and it would probably or I could put the iPad into the Roadcaster Pro or into Ooh, the H6. I've, I've tested it both ways already. So that's interesting. Hmm. Anywho, okay. Anywho I think we're done, dude. We've finally gotten through everything. If you want to see something that is really cool, by the way, that's not Spark, but that does what I'm saying, like it does sequences, it does templates, it does tracking. I use something called Mixmax. M-I-X. Yeah. Mix Max. It's fun to say. Mix Max. Mix Max. No affiliate <laughs> or anything for either one of those, obviously. But Sounds like a snack. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, it does. Check Mix. Mix Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds more delicious. Anyway. Okay. Thank you guys so much for being with us today during our recording of She Podcasts. If you want to find us on social, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts. Please don't use anything against us for our careers. That would be make me sad. Um, you can find our show notes at shepodcast.com. All the links that we talked about today will be in those show notes. And uh, you can email us feedback at shepodcast.com. Thank you so much again for being here. Thank you to both of you for recording with me. It's always a pleasure. 
Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>